oh, it's just amazing to see you. It feels extraordinary after the month that we've had. Um, it's just a lot has happened, isn't it, in the world? And obviously in, in some of you, in your lives. And I think as we build this loving community, I'd like to invite us to just take a few minutes to check in with us, with each other. And for this, <clears throat> I'm just going to suggest that we go into breakout rooms straight away in groups of three. Um, these community hubs, community hugs, um, and just take a couple of minutes each, really, to share what's happening in our lives and in our practice. Um, we can share life events, and this is a safe space. Uh, I hope we can cr cultivate, create a safe space, but also a brave space. Um, and there's a sort of balancing act, I think, safe space, brave space, but let's make it as safe and as brave as we can and make uh, the people we're encountering in our group as warmly welcomed as we, as we can. So the invitation is to talk for two minutes each about whatever's happening in our lives or in our spiritual practice or both. And if the person whose name is closest to A starts and then they hand on to the next person so they get to choose who to go next. And I will do my best to flag up in the chat when two minutes are up to help you with... with um, <clears throat> I guess so last month we looked at Advice and Queries 12 and how distracting and wayward thoughts can hijack our attempts to centre down. And we explored how we are all responsible for meeting, for worship, and how to receive ministry with that sort of tender and creative spirit. And we're sort of touching in again with safe space, brave space. Yeah. And feeling into the word creative led us to playfully explore our ministry, which was really wonderful, yeah? So I'd just like to pause here a moment and ask if anyone would like to share anything that they've noticed around ministry, either theirs or in their meetings, uh, you know, after last month. Anything that sort of strikes you from that? Or any problems with ministry? Yes, good. Caroline, thank you. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, good. Um, really, um, as far as ministry is concerned, and before COVID, I, I often discovered that my train of thought was echoed by whatever they were saying. Mm. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel as it's happening happening now in the same way as it did before. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if anyone else has had that experience. That it was sort of prior to COVID, their their experience of meeting was all sort of in in the same stream or quite often in the same stream and since COVID they are perhaps you know the, the streams of thought are not quite in the same has anyone else had that same experience mm. I'm wondering Caroline is it online that you're 
Is it, are you um, back? You're, no, but we have a blended meeting. Ah. Um, so some people are online. I see, I see. Well, I hope, I hope this evening kind of helps in some way. And if there are any questions about ministry, that we will have a chance to sort of talk about that and discuss that. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. So I'm going to read, um, I'm just going to go ahead and read Advices and Queries 13. And, you know, as, as always, just let this sort of, like you're soaking in a bath, just let it sort of seep into you. Um, if you can sort of drop out of your thinking mind a little bit, perhaps sense into your body, perhaps sense into your feet, or how you're sitting on your chair. And sort of feel an embodied response to the advice and queries if, if you can. So I'll go ahead and read. Do not assume that vocal ministry is never to be your part. Do not assume that vocal ministry is never to be your part. Faithfulness and sincerity in speaking, even very briefly, may open the way to fuller ministry. When prompted to speak, wait patiently to know that the leading and the time are right, but do not let a sense of your own unworthiness hold you back. It's an important one, isn't it? Do not let a sense of your own unworthiness hold you back. Pray that your ministry may arise from deep experience and trust that words will be given to you. Try to speak audibly and distinctly and with sensitivity to the needs of others. Beware of speaking predictably or too often and of making additions towards the end of a meeting when it was well left before. So, friends, I think it's worth looking at ministry perhaps from the perspective of George Fox sometimes. And he actually wrote very little about ministry. And I think because in the times that he was living, it wasn't uncommon for pastors and you know, vicars or whatever, to give hour-long sermons. And so George Fox was providing a counterweight to that, and his emphasis was more on the importance of silence. He, I suppose he just sort of trusted that the ministry would just come out of the silence. I suspect in these times, many meetings are suffering from a lack of spoken ministry. Well, not all, um, but rather than the other way around. And that can lead perhaps to a deadening of the silence. It's not alive and engaged. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that. And one is really highlighted in this advice. It's that sense of unworthiness. Do not let a sense of unworthiness hold you back. And we do that, don't we? You know, who am I to stand up and say this little offering? And perhaps we need to microdose bravery here, as Kirsten Lee suggests in her, in her brilliant book. Microdosing, I think it's called microdosing bravery. You know, for me, the most powerful thing Fox said was, what canst thou say? And he's, he's levelling the playing field, isn't he? You know, the Bible says this, the apostles say this, the clergy say this, what canst thou say? And that led, of course, to Margaret Fell's ministry of opening Swarthmore Hall and welcoming in, um, caring for people, her letters she wrote, that sense of, you know, love and care. It's as though, it's as though that of God within you 
has been silenced and, and doubted too long. What canst thou say? We've kind of been pushed, aren't we? And James Finley puts it like this. So God is saying, I literally can't hack being God without you. I literally can't hack being God without you. I literally can't do this, you know, this Quaker meeting without you or this holding this family or this community or this work situation. I can't do, I can't hack being God without you. And it takes great faithfulness to believe that this God-shaped bit, you know, this me-shaped God, <laughs> if you like, this, um, has something to offer. That's the faithfulness. And the advice is also pointing to faithfulness that our offering is just part of the meal, right? One ingredient. We don't have to do the whole feast. And I think that perhaps helps with microdosing, microdosing bravery. Yeah, the invitation is not to withhold that ingredient. You know, that little sprinkle of salt that's going to be the secret sauce to everything coming alive. I think the other reason why ministry can fall away in a community, I'm just noticing some feedback. Can we just check that that we're all on mute here uh, so that we uh, can help, help the sound as much as possible? Is that okay? That sounds right. Thank you. Thank you. So I think the other reason ministry can fall away in a community is perhaps where there is a loss of energy around coming to meeting with heart and mind prepared. I guess to continue the food analogy a little more, it's like um, it's like we're wanting to cook a meal and we've just got no ingredients in the cupboard. And I've just sort of, this in the last month, I think since I last saw you, Quake, I've been on a Quaker Life weekend and and they stress the importance of having meetings for learning, yeah, and that, and being in a loving meeting here in Farnham, it's, it's it's really taught me about the importance of relationships. I I think for me one of the most oh, vital spiritual practices has been a daily mindfulness practice, and listening to meditation teachers, you know, different different traditions, um, and that's helped me kind of winnow out the difference between my mind chatter and something that's emerging perhaps from a deeper place. And I guess there are many ways, aren't there, that we can come to meeting with heart and mind prepared, including, you know, spending time in nature or journaling or yoga, some exercise. I guess the only thing I'd like to say about this before we have a go with with playing around with ministry together is that I think Ministry has the potential to be a training ground for how we use speech in the world. Yeah, the advice invites us to wait patiently. And there's that wonderful acronym about speech and why speech, which is WAIT, which stands for, wait for this, why am I talking? W-A-I-T, why am I talking? (laughs) Which I'm thinking about right now. Wait patiently. The silence at the Quaker meeting yeah, can give us the practice of pausing and waiting and allowing our speech to come from a place of love and truth. But how often do we leave meeting and just continue straight away in those deeply ingrained patterns of talking? 
um, an image I heard this week was it's like those those candles, you know, and you blow them out and they those sort of special birthday candles and you blow them out and they pop back out again and you blow it out and it comes out again. This is like our patterns, our ingrained habits of talking. Perhaps we exaggerate or omit information or gossip or make ourselves too small or too big. These are sort of some of the many, many sort of habits of, of talking that we can get into. And why speech, is the, as the Buddhists would say, is the hardest discipline of all. And I just, I feel so fortunate to belong to a tradition in Quakers which offers this training ground for wise speech, you know, for pausing, waiting, and letting the words come from deep experience and not resisting them when they do come. That's the other side, isn't it? What canst thou say? So now I'd like to suggest we do a similar thing to last month. I will offer a short guided meditation. And then once you feel centered and still, we will open to spoken ministry. And I, I just really invite a playful creative space for this. And back again to what we said at the beginning, safe space, brave space. And can we, yeah, can we kind of bring those in? safe space brave space and if you've never ministered before ministered before you know maybe this is the time to to just say a few words remember your ingredient you know might might make all the difference between a, a good meal and, a, and a, a truly memorable meal so before we go into our meditation i just have a um a quote that I'd like to to offer and this is by the wonderful Clarissa Pinkola Estes and she wrote Women Who Run With The Wolves and she's a, a Jungian um, who looks at sort of the myths uh, that inform our psyches that feed our souls and you know guide our lives and she writes one of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. It really strikes me with ministry how we stand up and we show our souls. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. So with that, friends, I'm going to invite us into uh, take a meditation posture or something that will support you if you want to grab a cushion now or adjust your posture in any way. Now's the time to do it so you're comfortable for the next 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, Good, good. So just to give you a little bit of a shape, I will offer a guided meditation until for the first 10 minutes, say, so 6.35 if we, if you sort of, if that, give you, if that gives you a help, a helping sort of guide. And then when you feel ready after that, just invite you to unmute and offer your ingredient to this meal that we will create together. Good. 
friends, I'm going to invite you to just take a deep breath. And on the out breath, you might close your eyes. And perhaps starting at the top of your head, you might soften your scalp. Let your eyelids soften as they wrap around your eyeballs. Let your eyebrows soften and relax. If there are any noises in your Zoom room, allow them to just come in a, without any need to reach out for them. They just sort of come into your into your awareness and float away. Softening your face. Letting the corners of your mouth just relax into a half smile and notice how your system responds to that. Good. With your next out breath, softening your shoulders. Letting that invitation to relax flow down your arms and into your hands. You might notice the temperature of your hands, the volume of your hands, the weight of your hands as they're resting. You might like to, just for a moment, bring into awareness everything that you're handling right now. And to the degree that you can, just let that yield that, let that be handed over a little bit, like a river flowing into a stream, into, a, into the ocean. Let it be held by something bigger. On the next out breath, softening your tummy and your chest, your lower back.
Settling your sit bones, your legs. And your feet as they rest on the ground. Sometimes just dropping in the request, may my body relax. May my body relax. As though you can sort of fall against the envelope of your skin And let all of you be held in something bigger. George Fox said, sit down in Christ so that all your wearisomeness can be held and received. to bring the attention to your breath. In whatever way you most easily contact it, perhaps through your nostrils, or the rising and falling of your chest. the expanding and contracting of your belly. And if it's supportive for keeping that connection with your breath, on the in-breath you can think silently in your mind, take, and on the out-breath, heed. Breathing in, take, heed.
your mind wanders off. The invitation is just to gently come back to the breath. Take heed. Heedful again. Heedful again. You might sense the center, your center connected to the breath in some way. Perhaps there's an image of it that works for you as you center down into the center of your body and touch the breath as the spirit breathes you, as you're being breathed. Heedful again. Friends, I'm going to be quiet now and invite each of us any of us to unmute and offer our ingredient into this room.
a picture of a, a luscious little willow tree right by a, a river with the sun dappling on the water. Words in the psalm, like a tree planted by the waterside, with roots that ridge deep into the water.
One thing that I've come to realize is that ministry is so much more than activity within meeting. And that ministry is all service um, that you can do to others, whatever that service may be. And when I read this and listened to Caroline, this advice and queries, it was so evident that all vocal, all speech is vocal ministry. All speech is service or should be service towards others in some form or other. And I think that that whole concept of ministry um, has become so powerful for me. It's every action that we take, every word that we speak. Service can also be opening up to another without a response necessary, really tuning in, really understanding, and especially allowing compassion to rise when we perhaps start to feel the words being uttered are not feeling friendly or feeling safe. So there's a tiny, tiny amount of time to push our protective responses and really try to feel and understand where the person is coming from and to keep ourselves steady and loving and believing that this is a very holy experience. 
intentions as we bring this uh, time time together in, in worship to a close, I'd like to invite you to perhaps, you know, maybe set that intention, send out that prayer. May our speech, our ministry come from that deep place within. This training ground together, may it extend out into our lives in some way that benefits us, benefits all those around us, and ultimately, you know, benefits the whole whole world. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and put your hands together in a a virtual handshake. <laughs> mm. Thank you, friends. Thank you. Good. Good. Thank you so much for your ministry, your spoken and unspoken ministry. That was amazing. And we're going to have some time in breakout rooms to extend this, to explore how we, as, as Clarissa Pinkola Esther says, you know, how we stand up and bear our soul. And um, and you can, you know, you can talk to or, or or you know if you've got anything that came up for you in the talk or in the uh, the meeting for worship as we were centering down and listening to each other. I invite you to yes do that in that worship sharing way so listen to each other with our hearts tender towards one another. Um, we're in this strange world and that we don't see each other in that personal way, in that, you know, way that we, in, perhaps in a meeting where we know a lot about what's going on in each other's lives. We, we know very little, really, don't we, of what's going on, what people are handling and managing in their lives. So I suppose be mindful of that and deal with each other tenderly, 